0: minds to hear the gospel lesson today, which is coming from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Let us hear this story of Jesus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay at your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to
1: to light for us, we're going to take the next four Sundays and consider the way that Jesus saw things. Because what if we saw the people and the experiences and the events going on around us the way that Jesus saw? And the psalm says things like Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I do? Do you know what I am? And then the king saying, listen to what I say. So we'll start today. Considering Jesus asking this question, do you see what I see? But of course, to see, you have to be looking. Kind of like word search. You ever done word search? Yeah? Where they give you the jumble of letters and you have to find the words on the list in the letter somewhere. Horizontal, vertical, diagonal. It's always that one. It's backwards diagonal. It's so hard to find. You know that feeling when you find the word that the last thing you couldn't find? You found it. Anybody? Word search? Yeah? Okay. I know what's going to on. We're good. Or you know that feeling when everybody's playing together and we're all looking for this word and nobody can find it. Or, the rarest of moments, when you find the word in there that's not even on the list. Right? You found a bonus word. It feels like a superpower. And yes, there are a couple of words up here. I know you're going to be spending the whole rest of the time looking through the words in this. It's fine. Just pretend to listen. I'll just keep going. <laughs> Maybe one of the best examples of really seeing someone is the story of Jesus seeing Zacchaeus that Emily just read for us. it's found in the Gospel of Luke, and Luke as. One of the four gospel writers is the one who is known for including the most details. He, he loves to give as much information and details as possible in the telling of stories. So even if you find stories that are in multiple gospels, maybe Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Luke will usually be the one that has more particular details and information than the others. And even in this story, it's true. We see about Zacchaeus what town he's in. Where he lives, Jericho. Luke tells us his profession. He's a tax collector. But not just that he's a tax collector, he's a ruler of tax collectors. He's a chief of tax collectors. He's an upper management in the tax collecting business. Not only that, but that he's rich, he's wealthy, he's done well. He tells us that he's short, that he runs ahead of the crowd and of Jesus and climbs up in a tree so that he can see him he even tells us what kind of tree sycamore tree. Maybe you remember the song that Yeah. I'll wait if you want to just this could go viral or bust out into a song here. maybe not. Right. Luke gives us all these details about Zacchaeus and this encounter with Jesus. By the way, just a little bit more about his profession and why those details matter. You understand that as a tax collector, Zacchaeus was an Israelite working for the Romans to collect taxes from the Israelites to give to the Romans. So his kinfolk did not care for him. I mean, they they thought he was a traitor to to go to work for the oppressing regime to collect taxes from them to pay. And that's how he made his money. So he added on a little bit to the taxes that he collected for himself. And he was apparently really good at it because he was a ruler among the tax collectors. And. He was apparently pretty generous to himself with it because he was rich. He was making a killing off the backs of his fellow Israelites. So you can imagine, they didn't like him. And this feels like a good moment to point out that his name, Zacchaeus, in Hebrew, means innocent. Pure. <laughs> Clean. Mm. We'll come back to that. And so here's the scene, right? Jesus comes to Jericho. There's a crowd that is gathered around.
0: Zacchaeus would run
1: ahead and climb up in a tree to see Jesus. And knowing a little bit about him and who he was, seems like he probably wasn't well-respected, wasn't highly thought of. Not sure what kind of religious guy he was given the way he practiced his profession, but curious, interested at least in who Jesus was and what he'd been doing. And so there he is, up in the tree looking down over the crowds to see Jesus as he passes by. I and mean, when Jesus comes to the tree, and Zacchaeus is in his stops. And he looks up in the tree he sees Zacchaeus and he calls him by name <coughs> Zacchaeus now we don't have any reason to think that they had any kind of prior relationship the scriptures don't tell us that maybe they knew each other, maybe they didn't Jesus had been to Jericho and was around Jericho maybe Zacchaeus's reputation preceded himself as a ruler of the tax collectors maybe everybody in town just knew Zacchaeus but nonetheless Jesus comes to the tree and looks up at him and calls him by name and says Zacchaeus um, now, here's the thing. When you hear your name called out loud in public, particularly by any kind of authority figure, you know, that can go either you know, way. It reminds me of when I was in school. You're in the classroom and the teacher calls your name Eric. Now, does that mean that you've done something good and you're being committed for it? Kind of well done. As usually, was the case for me. It's not that. It was quiet, <laughs> get back on task. You hear your name called. That's a 50 50 proposition. Which I discovered is the same for people when I say their name. That's past When they look on the phone and they see my name there or my number or I catch them and I call them by name. It's an interesting thing. Sometimes people are like, oh, yes. Sometimes people are like, oh, yes. <laughs> sort of simultaneously <clears throat> brings maybe comfort, or maybe conviction. In that moment, Jesus calls that case by name. And he sees something in Zacchaeus that nobody else sees. Maybe not even Zacchaeus himself. But remember who Zacchaeus is and what he was. And remember the scene and this crowd, all these people that had rushed to the road to see Jesus, to meet him, to be front and center, to be noticed by Jesus, to notice Jesus. Probably religious people, communal leaders, people in need, and all push their way to the front. But there's that piece off in the back up in the tree, and Jesus spots, him, sees me. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you see a professional athlete, a ball player, give a ball to somebody in the crowd. You see that sometimes in a football game or a baseball game. You know, uh, and usually the scene is the, the players there with the ball, and everybody in that little area or section is like clamoring for it, hanging over the railing. And usually it's a bunch of adults acting like children, making fools out of themselves, you know. But then there's the occasion where the athlete will look past them and find a child and give it to. And, and even They'll find the child that maybe is a couple of rows back that's been pushed back from all the other kids and isn't as aggressive, as sure of himself, or as energetic. Maybe he's a little bit more reserved and unsure of life. And you'll see the athletes of just find that child with the ball to I think that's a really good moment. You can see it sometimes when an adult gets the ball in the stands and they turn and find a child behind them, who had no shot at getting it, would find that child and get involved to them. That's kind of how I picture Jesus seeing his Behind the crowd, beside the crowd, looking beyond the crowd, looking beyond what everybody else sees, and seeing him. And there's just something about realizing that God in Jesus, I see you. And if you're your name, it's that he. I see you. Come down. I want to hang out with you. Remember the scene that Jesus saw and knew, the same scene that everybody else saw, There's the crowd all the energy, the desire to be close to him. There's Zacchaeus and his reputation, and what kind of person he had been. He's off, pushed to the back, up in a tree. That's what we're tempted to see, and the scene that Luke paints for us. But even in the midst of that, Jesus saw something. more.
0: Yes, he saw Zacchaeus. He
1: saw Zacchaeus for who he was, who he was to his community, maybe who he was to himself, but he saw something more. Jesus saw Zacchaeus as a child of God. Even later, he says, "Today, salvation is come to this house, to the household of Abraham. Jesus saw in Zacchaeus what nobody else saw. He saw in him a child of God, a participant in the work of the kingdom, before anybody else did. In that moment, Zacchaeus went from being the despised reprobate to being the host to the king of kings. Thank God for the way that Jesus sees us. Thank God Jesus looks beyond the scene, beyond the craft, beyond the reputation and the history. Thank God that Jesus looks up from the tree. Oh, that everybody, all of us, everyone would know that Jesus sees us. and know how Jesus sees. Oh, that all of us would see the way Jesus sees. That all of us see up in the tree. You know, Emily, you pointed out that it's one thing what Jesus sees when he's there at the tree. And it's something special, but he sees something else entirely when he goes to exactly the same house. And he gets there. Definitely. But
0: first he has to encounter the crowds that were present that day. Now I'm going do a quick show of hands. How many of you remember something about your middle school experience? Your middle grades, yeah, all the hands are going up. Now while I understand that the middle school is not a universal experience that we all have, I would guess that many of you can recall some of the, let's call it awkwardness, that happens during these middle school years of what it looks like and feels like to try to find your way during that time. You experience it in school, in your body, with your social groups.
1: Many suggest that
0: this is a time when you're really beginning to find out who you are, what you you like, what you're inclined to. And you also begin to notice even more others' activities and and behaviors. I'm pretty sure the word clicks was formed because of middle school. Groups begin to, to take their shape more and more. And usually it's because you're all for something. Like you all have a similar interest in... A sport or a school subject or there's a hobby that you identify with together. And sometimes even it's because you begin to gather or because you don't like something. You're against something. We begin to explore uh, these different levels with groups that we're hanging out with, who we, who we want to be friends with, what we want our lives to look like and, and what we want to do together.
1: And often this is going to occur,
0: occur as we do what we'll just call evaluating one another, right? And while this may change a bit as we get older, let's be honest. Even as adults, we find our social circles. We find the people that we get along with. And usually we tend to stick with them. It's much easier to be kind and nice to people who think the way they You do, isn't it? And we would like to think sometimes we've left our childish ways behind, that we don't participate in leaving people out or dismissing people too quickly. But I've found, maybe you have too, that age does not affect us from still saying to one another, Some would call it the gossip tree or the rumor mill. It exists now. We encounter it now just as it was present all the way back into the story that we receive today as Jesus is entering into Jericho. Because we see it with the crowds the day that Jesus comes to town. People were curious about it Word had traveled probably from around the different regions of, about what he'd been up to. And so when he arrived, people wanted to be there, to see for themselves. And as everybody shared with us, Jesus did see something important in Zacchaeus, enough for him to go to him and Zacchaeus? That's horrible. Can you hear the chatter that was probably happening and just swarming in those crowds as they were watching and seeing what Jesus was up to? And while the story continues on to this really intimate setting of Jesus being in Zacchaeus' house, the start of it being where a group is gathered allows us To see and be reminded of the hearts and minds of the crowds, of the masses, where groups begin to gather. And one of the things about all the stories that we have with Jesus is that there are multiple layers of impact and death. And I think we'd be remiss if we saw this story as just being about Zacchaeus. Because up to the poor, and interacting with the poor. We know that Zacchaeus was not the poor among them. He was a rich tax collector. But we do know that Jesus also was very attentive to the outcasts. And while Zacchaeus may have had a lot of authority, we can clearly see that he didn't have the respect of those around him. A good group of friends he was an outcast, but Jesus saw him and went to him.
1: Now, I know everyone
0: has different parenting strategies in the I'm sure that that's true, whether or not it's how you parent your kids or how you were parented. And sometimes even you might have different tactics of how you handle different kids depending on their personality. Let me just share with you that my parents knew what worked on me and it was incredibly effective. What I when I would make a mistake of doing something I shouldn't do out in public and my parents were there with me, all they had to do is give me the eye. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you just oh, yeah. give that eye glance, and it's like, okay. They even worse knew that laying into me was not as effective as just being silent. I would confess so fast if there was too much silence around me. And then when I eventually would come around and we would talk out what had occurred and they would often turn to me and say, what do you think your consequence should be? It was never a punishment. It was a consequence. It's <laughs> potentially impact The way he was treating others. He knew that he was taking advantage of people, even. He knew he wasn't being fair and that he was using his authority even to create harm and difficulty for people. But I believe Zacchaeus, realizing what Jesus saw in him, seeing that he had been included. Even in that moment, it caused him to respond. To say, Lord, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the And I'm going to repay the people that I took advantage of and, and cheated four times what I ever took from Because this is what happens when we live into the kingdom of it is in us. It is transformative and it causes us to want to be different. To be different. For Zacchaeus it was that he, he realized that he had the ability that he could be jealous with others. He realized that he could go back and be a part of some broken relationships. Places where he had taken advantage of. That he could be part of restoring wholeness as best as possible. See, I think that's one of the consequences of, of life with Jesus. When we see what Jesus sees in us, it even changes us. You know, I think back to those conversations with my parents. What I'm so grateful for is they helped me to realize my connection with others, the community that I was a part of, that they were a part of with me, and to see at a more examining level, as Jessica was sharing with the tour, what did you not notice the first time? That my relationships, what I put into it, what I, what I, how I treated others, the actions that I took, whether or not that was to someone else, or even to care for the things that are around me, to treat things with respect, that it matters, that I could make a difference. And before we would finish our conversation, that's what we call the conversation that we're having, final words that my parents really say to me is him we love you and We reminded it.
1: something to realize and
0: and see that Jesus was doing something important and significant in those moments. Our invitation today is to think about how does or how can we see as Jesus sees the world and people in our lives. Because I promise you, not only does it only change Things around us, but it has the power, the transformative power to do work in you as well, so that we might experience wholeness, forgiveness, and love, and grace, to be reminded of the, the kingdom that is within each of us. Praise be yeah. to God. <coughs> Amen.